So what do you do to relax? How do you make sure that in your busy life you get to, to do stuff that uh, keeps you happy? Uh, just stay in my room. You sound like a real choppy teenager <laughs> now. <laughs> I don't know. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello, my name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Jo is interviewing me. And why is that? Because it's show number 100. This is about take five so far. So whether this will ever get published or not, I don't know. But anyway, so we thought we'd do a little special show because it's 100 shows. And so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what Ellie does to organise herself and to live more. And then I'm going to find a few outtakes uh, from Ellie's intros. (laughs) entertainment purposes so uh, hopefully people will enjoy that and hopefully Ellie will too (laughs) so anyway so um how old are you now Ellie Dodds I'm 12 12 and how old are you when you started doing this I think you must have been eight eight or nine and actually if you listen back to the first show I'll have to put a little snippet in because you made loads of effort you were talking about the lovely Kathy Brown and you were you were like putting in so much effort it was really funny and you sound really little so I'll have to put a snippet of that in uh later so anyway let's talk a bit about um what you do then so you're 12 so you spend most of your life at (laughs) at school (laughs) because I don't have a choice (laughs) but you like school don't you eh (laughs) You work hard at school. So. Yeah, there's a difference though. Oh, Just because I, I work hard doesn't mean I like it. I do think you like school though. So, so, but you have a lot to do. I mean, it's quite busy in year eight. You've got lots of activities that you do, and you have quite a lot of homework and that sort of stuff. How do you go about organising yourself to get those things done? Um, the school give us planners, mm-hmm. and then once I've done something, I highlight it. So then I know I haven't done it something because I've highlighted it and it just goes I my eye goes straight there and then I work out how long it's gonna take and if I have time to do it, I sometimes do it, sometimes I choose not to. <laughs> I'm not listening to that bit. So you write down all the list of things that you need to do and then when you finish it you highlight. But you have different colours in your diary if I remember rightly. Are there different colours for different reasons or just because it's the first highlighter you find? So I used to be bothered but now I'm just like whatever. <laughs> But you were telling me earlier that you could tick it off, but actually you like the the sort of visual part of using the highlighter. Is that right? No, it was just easier because then as soon as I open my planner, I can go straight to where I haven't highlighted. Mm, mm, yeah. Uh-huh. Plus cool. it's fun highlighting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We all like a bit of highlighting, don't we? I was saying to you, wasn't I, that the majority of guests, I think in the 100 shows, or should I say 99 shows, when I've said to them, what's their top app? I would say the majority of people have said paper and pen. <laughs> so there's me expecting all these technical responses and actually it's it's mostly paper um so there you go so what about you and tools and apps what do you use technology wise at the age of 12 <laughs> i'm getting a look um, now listener 
um, at school with like computing and stuff. Um, we hand our work in on Google Classroom and so we use Google Drive and um, Google Slides and Google Docs mm-hmm. and sometimes if I have homework so like my science teacher this week she put it on the board and told us to write it in our planners but she also put it on the Google Classroom if we didn't mm-hmm. um, couldn't be able to write it down which I couldn't mm. so <laughs> you're sounding really conscientious here um, so that's really interesting because we t- talk a lot about the sort of next generations being much more technical than than we were and then I think we sort of lament the fact that we're not so sure that schools are uh, being as, as sort of technical as as we need them to be but actually as you say you just use the whole Google suite as part of your day-to-day how you get stuff done so in the old days where I'd have been lugging loads of books around and all that sort of stuff you still have a lot of books but you you know you are actually using Google uh, Drive because the school gives you access to that and so you've got email and you're using Google Docs and Google Sheets and all that sort of stuff just as you know the, the the tools to get the job done aren't you yeah yeah interesting so you're really busy in terms of like activities outside of school as well uh, how do you fit all that in I don't really know to be honest I just kind of uh you tell me oh you've got a netball match in uh, at eight o'clock yes or like tomorrow at eight okay yes. then I just go and then I have to work out my homework around that yeah so so I sort of um don't... positively hopefully create uh I've created a google calendar for you haven't I and uh I try and put everything into that and then invite myself or dad when we need to come and take you to places and and that sort of thing I don't think you really check the calendar though do you it's more for my benefit so that I can divide up activities across mine and my calendar and yours to be honest I don't quite know how because I deleted calendar and then I got a different calendar and then I don't know and then it doesn't show up on my new calendar and then I just hit that calendar so I don't think I have a calendar ah okay cool so i use it anyway so that i can see on my google calendar i have a i have quite a lot of calendars set up probably about i don't know 10 for various reasons and one of them is yours and yours is a particular color so i can see your activities and they don't muddle up with my activities um so that's sort of one way that i manage what's happening with you but as you say you tend to just sort of work on it sort of day by that day by day don't you what about keeping healthy Tell us a bit about that. Sleep. I'm always telling the listeners that I'm a real night bird and I mention often that you are too and that it's quite a natural thing to sort of stay up late. I remember when you were little, it was really hard work getting you to go to bed and quite hard work getting you to get up, to be fair, which was good for us from a lion point of view. Uh, but what about now? Because you have to go to school really early, don't you? Um, yeah. I, my bus leaves at seven and it's now a 20-minute bus journey, which is great. Um, not. So... <laughs> I'm pretty much always in bed by 10. Doesn't mean I go to sleep, though. But, like, I'm in bed, so then I don't really have a choice. And as soon as I want to go to sleep, I can. Mm -hmm. And then I wake up at the latest time possible. I think I've got down... I've got my getting up routine... Waking up routine to down, like... To down to, like, 10, 15 minutes. (laughs) Whereas most people, it's, like, two hours, but... We're not going to go there. <laughs> so you, how did you, have you done that? You've just worked out the absolute minimum of things that you need to get done in the morning. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. And you've got really good at packing your bag the night before, which was something that didn't happen when you were 
much younger i know that was one of my uh, bugbears but you you do that now so that you, i guess so you don't have to add that into your 10 minutes in the morning is that is that how that sort of developed yeah also if i do that i'm less likely to forget something mm, and what's our general policy in this house well you're not gonna bring it but <laughs> granny and dad do so <laughs> yeah so what do you do to relax how do you make sure that in your busy life you get to to do stuff that uh, keeps you happy uh, just stay in my room. You sound like a real sloppy teenager <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> I don't know. I like playing netball. I stay. I watch a lot of TV, slash YouTube. Yeah. Uh, listen to music sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. And what about social media? Tell me your thoughts on social media. That's something that some um, that people say that uh, young people are on all the time, and I don't think you're on it that that much. But then neither am I, to be fair. So. Um, Oh, that's a massive lie. <laughs> oh, what I what read what's going on, I, find, I get information from it, but I don't share very much online, and you don't really do that either, do Same you? Same thing. What? You, you must you go on Facebook like four hours a day. No, I don't go on Facebook four hours a day, but I do go on Facebook a reasonable amount of time, but I don't actually share stuff about what I'm doing or what you're doing on there, do I? But I think you're the same. You go on to... What, what do you? What social what media do, do you use? What do 12-year-olds use at the moment? I don't know. Some people use Facebook, but I just... No, because I need to stalk me. Um, <laughs> I use mainly Instagram and sometimes Snapchat. I have a question. What's a suitable amount of time to spend on Facebook a day? Ah, it depends on whether you're doing it for... Uh, Stalking reasons. Or, or, or business reasons. Mm. Um, or whatever. It depends on what you're using it for, doesn't it? So I, uh, I network with a number of people online and we have Facebook groups and that sort of thing. So... But I don't spend as much time on it as you seem to think I do. Anyway, right. So let's talk about what you do uh, if you have a really bad day. How do you deal with that? I don't know. Badly? How rude. (laughs) Only when you you start asking questions. Well, you are nearly a teenager after all. Okay, so if you're feeling a bit down, are there any things that you do to, to help you to feel better? Not really, I just go in my room as normal and just kind of look at my phone and then in the end it normally goes away. Mm-hmm. What about those days where you want to live more, so that's a bit about doing all more of the things that you want to do and less of the things that you feel you should do or have to do? What do you do? Well, firstly, you won't tidy your room. <laughs> you won't, won't, do you won't do any won't homework. Won't do any homework. Many just like watch Netflix or do something like... Uh, Last week, yeah, for when this video goes up, I went on a driving experience. Yeah, so that's something like I've obviously never done before because I'm twelve. Yes, yes. So that was yeah. a Christmas present, wasn't it? Um, and uh, and you go and shoot, uh, practice shooting, don't you? Sometimes in the garden, get a bit of activity yeah, but I going have on there. To do that, otherwise they start breathing down my neck. Yeah, but then you also enjoy that, don't you? And you might spend some time with the animals. We've got cat and a foster cat and a rabbit haven't we so you spend some time there and the other thing is you might go next door and see granny yeah normally (laughs) i just go there to eat food and talk to her yes the food helps yeah well the talking good for granny too that's why she keeps her pantry well stocked so that you (laughs) pop around on a regular basis i'm sure there we go anyway so um congratulations on a hundred shows can you believe you've done a hundred introductions because you've got to do one for this show as well. You'll have to do a little bio about yourself. 
I did an intro. Hello, oh. my name's Ellie Dodd, and today Joe's introducing me. <laughs> okay, You're cutting that out. Okay, that'll do, will it? Okay, all right. So, um, oh, you won't do another intro other than that then. Okay, so um, we won't do that, but I'll go and do some of these um, outtakes. <laughs> My particular favourite being on the Roy Carter uh, week, so I'll definitely go and find that one, but there are a few others. Uh, and uh, I'll see if I can find any stroppy teenager ones as well. <laughs> and so what do you normally say at the end? Back to the studio. <laughs> Apart from it won't be. Well, it will be. Back to the studio for the outtakes. Okay. Back to me. <laughs> well, thanks for being my interviewee this week, Ellie. Thanks. That I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> say, thank you. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. I've uh, kind of... In- no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Too cool for school. We said we'd share a few of the outtakes from the last uh, 100 shows of Ellie's particularly. (laughs) I don't really have them with my guests. We just, you know, brazen it out. So uh, there's a few. There's not too many. And actually, they're not all outtakes. So the first one to play you is the very first show. And I love this because Ellie was so earnest. I think she must have been eight and she was so earnest and um, was trying really hard and really trying to sort of pronounce all the, the words as you'll hear. Today, Joe is really excited to be interviewing Cathy Brown, the Executive Director for Engage for Success, the National Movement for Employee Engagement, which is where Cathy and Joe first met, when Joe initially volunteered with them three and a half years ago, and now they both work together on the core team, and Joe classes Cathy as one of her closest friends. Whilst putting together the introduction to Cathy, we had a look at her personal website, which is capabilitybrown.com. And aside from all the work that she does, speaking and representing Engage for success all around employee engagement, she also says that she's a Morris dancer, that she aims to maintain and enhance the cultural richness of society and have a damn good time whilst enjoying a misunderstood subculture which is own distinctive costumes music and practice she also says that as a human being she aims for wisdom she says she misses often but joe doesn't think that's true that she tries to laugh every day love a lot do her best bake good cakes joe could definitely testify to that one keep her feet up and smile Back to the studio. So sweet. She's not quite as sweet now, obviously. <laughs> she's she's grown up a bit. She's 12 now. And we do have some stroppy moments, as you'll hear in this next clip. The Engage for Success agenda is absolutely aligned with Joe's vision to make workplaces better places to be. To make workplaces better places to be. Which Joe are you on about, Mum? The other Joe, of course. But what, Joe has been in closely involved. Yeah, both of us are Engage for Success, aren't we? Okay, whatever. Jo is passionate about brands and their power to move people. She's equally passionate about employee engagement and its vital role in delivering a high-performing organisation. High-performance. High-performing. Oh, sorry. She keeps me on my toes, though. The other bit that uh, is quite funny is her um, pronunciation of certain words. Clearly, you know, when you're only 8, 9, 10, uh, there's lots of rather large words in the business world that you don't get taught at school particularly Uh, but Ellie's learning them as she goes along and uh, I think her vocabulary has definitely developed so we've got a few little snippets of uh, mispronunciation coming up. Author, speaker, event producer and marketing strategist 
strategist, Lavella, strategist. <laughs> Sorry, I went off. Strategist. Grounded in behavioural science and positive physiology. Psychology. Grounded in behavioural behavioural science and positive psychology. We do like to pronounce things properly as well, so, and that doesn't always happen. So there's lots of uh, practice on consonants. It helps with her singing too. That's what I tell her anyway. Joe and Jenny met. Car- met. Joe and Jenny met. And I've saved my favourite till last. If you listen to this show way back when we first published it, you'll have heard me um, talking and laughing about it. So this is one where Ellie actually recorded it when I wasn't around, which was really helpful of her and brilliant that she did it because she was still only quite little, probably about nine or ten. But you'll see that uh, there was a bit of a problem with the URL. (laughs) Usually I'm here when Ellie records the intros to the podcast, but on this occasion I wasn't. Uh, So usually when I'm here, we do a bit of a practice beforehand and then I coach her through it a little bit and then I might do a bit of light editing whilst leaving in uh, little things that uh, do make me smile as well. On this occasion I wasn't here and um, I'm just going to leave it in as as recorded um, and particularly the end um, actually made me cry with laughter. <laughs> but all kudos to her for doing it, especially when I wasn't here and saving it in all the right place so that I could uh, uh, publish the podcast today. So thanks, Ellie. Really appreciate your help. I'm hoping actually she won't listen to this though. <laughs> George and I'm co-presenter and today Joe is interviewing Roy Carter. Joe and Roy... Roy first met through the World Internet Summit where Joe was crewing for show guest number three, Jason Buckner, and Roy was speaking. Roy was there with his lovely wife, Linda, and Joe, my mum, was there with my dad, Simon, and they hit it all off. They now keep in touch via Facebook as Roy and Linda live on Manhattan Island in tropical North Queensland, Australia. Roy was born in the UK and is a full-time internet marketer, coach, mentor, writer and international public speaker. He's spoken on global... He's spoken on state globally at events like the World Internet Summit and has shared a stage with most top marketers from around the world. He's most well known for helping the ordinary guy or gal to learn how to make a living online from home and has now taught hundreds of people all around the world how to do just that via his www.imibclub.com. Roy also writes a very popular monthly newsletter which you can find at http colon slash forward slash forward slash www.letters from a com. back to the studio as you can tell i uh, forgot to actually just type out that url so that ellie could read it so normally i just type it out as uh uh, whatever it was, without the W's and the HTTPs and all that sort of thing. But of course, as I left it as a hyperlink in the notes, uh, she did read it uh, letter for letter. And uh, uh, just to um, explain why I was laughing, the uh, monthly newsletter that Roy publishes is actually called Letters from a Small Island dot com, not Letters from a Smallest Land dot com, which is what made me laugh so much. 
Um, but uh, that's the trouble when you've got URLs and you don't put capitals in the right place. <laughs> so we hope you've enjoyed that trip down memory lane with a, a bit of um of fun too uh the we did do some show notes for this show which are a bit shorter than usual because obviously we didn't say very much <laughs> but you can find them if you go to the link power to live forward slash 100 and just to let you know the uh thing that i shared the it's normally an app or a tool on last week's newsletter actually wasn't either of those things it was actually a series on netflix called afterlife which is uh, written and written by and stars ricky gervais uh, so it's not my usual share but i can't remember how i heard of it but friends of mine have been commenting and recommending it uh, on facebook recently and i actually binge watched it in one evening i don't normally watch telly very rarely and i watched all six episodes in one go it was full of such heart-wrenching moments because it's all about him surviving after his wife has died of cancer but it also made me laugh out loud on so many occasions because ricky gervais is just so funny and you know he's just got such a uh an interesting take on things and you know it's not the first time i don't think that ricky gervais has successfully created what i'd call a poignant serious message wrapped up in humor so it's a definite recommend from me um, but maybe don't watch it if you can't cope with swearing because there is lots so that's on netflix and it's called after life and again the show notes for this show are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 100 and we'll catch you next week with show 101 Use your power to live more.